You're listening to Wikisleep, a podcast designed to help you relax and unwind through calm, quiet storytelling. I'm your host, Adrian Sala. Today's story is about the occupation of Alcatraz. A 19-month protest in which numerous indigenous Americans and their supporters occupied Alcatraz Island and its prison starting in November 1969. The group of protesters called itself the Indians of all tribes. They claimed that, under the 1868 Treaty of Fort Laramie between the U.S. and Lakota tribe, all retired, abandoned, or out-of-use federal land was to be returned to the peoples who once occupied it. Several years before the occupation, in 1963, Belva Cotier, a Rosebud Sioux social worker living in the San Francisco Bay Area, read an article that the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary was to be closed and the property given to the city of San Francisco. She and her cousin, Richard McKenzie, presented a copy of the Fort Laramie Treaty and proposed that if the property was surplus land of the government, the Sioux should reclaim it. She planned and organized an occupation and a court action to obtain title to the island. On March 8, 1964, a small group of Sioux briefly occupied the island for four hours. The entire party consisted of about 40 people, including photographers, reporters, and Elliot Layton, the lawyer representing those claiming land stakes. The activists were led by Richard McKenzie, Mark Martinez, Garfield Spotted Elk, Virgil Standing Elk, Walter Means, and Alan Cartier. Cartier acted as a spokesman for the demonstration, stating that it was peaceful and in accordance with Sioux Treaty rights. The protesters publicly offered the federal government the same amount for the land that the government had initially offered them. At 47 cents per acre, this amounted to $9.40 for the entire Rocky Island, or $5.64 for the 12 usable acres. Cartier also stated 
that the federal government would be allowed to maintain use of the Coast Guard lighthouse located on the island. The protesters eventually left under threat that they would be charged with a felony. But this incident resulted in increased media attention for Indigenous people's protests across the Bay Area. The United Council of the Bay Area Indian Community initially considered writing a proposal and filing an application for the use of Alcatraz by Sioux people under the conditions of their treaty. Plans were drawn up for using the buildings on Alcatraz as a cultural center. But conversations about handing it over to developers for commercial development created concern about the future availability of the island. A desire for more immediate action to claim space for the local Indian community was finally spurred by the loss of the San Francisco Indian Center to fire on October 10, 1969. The center provided Native Americans with jobs, health care, aid in legal affairs, and social opportunities. The loss also shifted strategies for taking Alcatraz for use by the local indigenous community from formal to a more immediate takeover. Adam Fortunate Eagle planned a symbolic occupation for November 9, 1969. University student leaders Mohawk Richard Oaks and Shoshan Bannock Lenata Means, head of the Native American student organization at the University of California, Berkeley, with a larger group of student activists, joined Fortunate Eagle. A group of five boats was organized to take approximately 75 people over to the islands, but none of the boats showed up. Fortunate Eagle then convinced Ronald Craig, the owner of the Monte Cristo, a three-masted yacht, to pass by the island instead with them on board. 